IBNX Radio. IBNX Radio. Everybody. Welcome back to this Friday edition of the Leadership Blend with your host, Ricardo D. Rice, and my correspondent, Simone Cherie, Double R, and Kyle Andrew, and our very special guest, Tamika Milburn. I want to talk about this whole um, sexual assault policy okay. uh, revamp that's so taking that? place. <laughs> I mean, I, I read it this morning, person. and it kind of it kind of threw me. I was like, I said, "Wait, are you sure you want to do that?" You know, we have to hit them hard topics. I mean, so I mean, what else? Unless y'all have a better suggestion, I think it's a good one. No, I think this it's is the year of the woman. We should talk about it. Yes. All right, so Simone, you you want to give us the, uh, the sure. synopsis? So. Education Secretary uh, Betsy DeVos, who we know was appointed Education Secretary, we talked about her before a little bit. Um, She released essentially a rewrite of rules that govern campus sexual assault and assault allegations. So this was an Obama era protection that she's basically overhauling um, about. It's called Title IX, but it governs sexual assault cases on campus and how they're handled and what relief is available to those uh, to people who have made those accusations. So the proposed regulation by DeVos gives less um, more formal guidelines on what constitutes assault um, and on what the schools are allowed to do in response to assault allegations. So on the first piece of that, I mean, people are outraged about it, which we knew people would be. And I think she's supposed to actually give a statement today or Sarah Huckabee Sanders will on her behalf. I don't know why this was a priority for the, for the education department, but apparently it is. So I did find out that over 350 lawsuits, federal and state lawsuits have been filed by students since 2011, challenging the lack of due process um, after they've been like suspended or expelled um, or otherwise punished for an allegation. So I don't know. It'd be cool to kind of understand out of those, you know, out of those cases what percent there may have been evidence for Uh, but that is a lot of lawsuits and again when schools usually are under fire for something like this they have to subsidize it so if your tuition is I mean all this pours back onto the students it pours back onto the taxpayer like everything else but she's basically decided that the the rules need to be rewritten so now this is in the face that before we even (laughs) before we even get to this before we get to this now mind you she already has legislation sitting on her desk about uh, the debacle with the for-profit schools and Obama approach passed a regulation saying that if you went to a college and that college is no longer in existence that your uh, debt is wiped away. That that was a rule. That's true. She overturned that. So that's still sitting on her desk because she doesn't want it to be wiped away. She wants it to be restructured that you still have to pay back some form of it, which is absolutely ludicrous. So let me get this straight. <laughs> Betsy, let me get this straight. So you're telling me if I went to any school in, in the career Corinthian College jurisdiction, which is what ITT Tech, um, uh, Everest, I think, was in that batch. And you know, there was a lot of commercials back in the 90s for Everest. Oh, Everest was the bomb.com. So you're telling me I have a useless degree, or I didn't get to finish my degree because the school, y'all closed school down because they had um, unethical practices. And now you're telling me that I cannot use this degree, or I even get to finish my degree, and I have to pay back the student loan debt, which, by the way, is a heck of a lot higher than a publicly funded school. Mm. And you're telling me I have to pay this money back? Yes. 
That's so that's what you're telling me right now. Yes. Then on top of that, when you still be dealing with me and this overwhelming student loan debt that I have that is knocking down my door on a day-to-day basis, two steps away from garnishing my federal income tax check, you gonna segue over to worry about some legislation on the college campus, yes. which does not include the rape that happens off campus in Frat House. No, it does not. That's the part that made me mad. Yes. DeVos is probably not gonna visit the station. Well, so I can read this. I would love for her to come have a seat. Let's talk Go face to face. Go ahead, read. I can read a lot of stuff to you. Yeah. So a group called Self, this is a group called Self. They posted this a couple days ago. It says, what does sexual assault actually mean? Like, it's a different definition. So it's categorized. It says sexual assault. Some Somebody named Jennifer Gentile Long, the chief executive officer of some group called Equitas. Uh, they they prosecute violence against women and they kind of came up with this thing. It says it's categorized in three different ways. So penetration crimes, contact with genitalia and exposure of genitalia. So the way they got this thing written and the way they're trying to rewrite it, especially for college campuses, is if you agree to be in the room, it is not a crime. If you agree. Wow. So if you so if you agree. To be in the room. If, to be in the room. Not to participate in the act, but to be in the room. To be in the room. So if you say, oh, he just whipped it out on you was in the room. You were cool with being there. And you didn't leave. So, but like that's not. But you was in the room. So for somebody like the comedian, uh uh, what's his name? The one that they took his shows off Netflix and all that. Oh, oh Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Spacey? No, not Kevin Spacey. Well, oh, oh, yeah. It's another white guy. He's a comedian. Who whipped it out? Yeah, he's a redhead. He. I'm going to think of his character. Who whipped it out? No. no redhead whipped it out. Uh... I don't know, he's, but Kavanaugh was super, accused of He's this. super funny, but he was in a room and he, they said that he would just be walking around on set, like doing that as a joke and oh, people well. knew about it. And he'd just be like, oh, ah, look public, at it. That's public indecent. Look at it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but women were complaining later. I'm sure. And some woman was like, yeah, he lured me into it. He was trying to cheat on his wife. And nah, like, nah, that's not what happened because he, like other people, they be having it on camera and do these dudes be be nasty, but now you're saying that I could be nasty over there and it not be a crime. Like that's basically what you're telling these college dudes. Yeah, it's just because college. I've been on a college campus. I've been to like Georgia Tech parties. The thing about Georgia Tech, like you think like their campus is like where it is. That's not their campus. Right. So like their campus over here. Yes. Yeah. All they frat houses yep. is on the True. same street. Yep. It's right behind the stadium. Mm-hmm. So you got like a line of them and then you go down the street and there's another line of them and then you got to come at this way. But that's my fear right there because now you get into another form of gerrymandering because now college is going to say, well, that didn't Only really happen. Only the rape that happens here. Exactly. Well, that didn't really happen here. It all comes back to money because you start looking at the lawsuits and stuff because now you can get a college. Okay, what well, is happening in the frat house? Well, that frat is associated with your college because most college. of the time, and I know, I mean, I know a lot, but when it comes to college, I've been on college campus, I've worked on them and all that good stuff. Most of those lawsuits go straight to the college. Oh, yeah. So now you're saying, oh, well, you know, she technically got raped in the Five Sigma Gamma house, which is not on campus. <laughs> but it's So it's not really yep. our problem. Yep. So you really can't sue us. But I think they, they doing this now because of... Uh, Rip Paterno got fired. You know, he was mm-hmm. at Louisville. Say a couple of his players was out here just doing what they was doing in these streets, running up on them and running down on them and doing. And he didn't know. 
They said he didn't know that. Plus the fact that his uh, his assistant coach was beating his wife, like stuff like that. Like when things happen, especially to college coaches, players, and students, when it happens to you and nobody else say they they know about it, like it's probably not true. That's what they say on college campuses. So especially if it happens away from the campus, it didn't happen. Like, and that's what they trying to write it out because they said his case. That's uh, they spent half a million dollars on that case. Just 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 because he was the coach, they spent half a million dollars of the school's money because he was the coach, and he had nothing to do with it. I was gonna say, but part of this, part of this, I do understand because it's like I think that's the risk that you take when you have fraternity houses. Period. Like Greek life is very important to a lot of students. Yes, but you're gonna have domiciles that are technically over there rather than you know a part of the general. Like that's just a risk that I feel like you run. So part of that I don't feel that bad for, and I understand the backdrop to this after the Kavanaugh situation. And I agree. I get the, it. The year of the woman and it. me too. And the idea that, you know, women in large part still don't believe that they're believed when they come forward with certain things. And women make up a majority of of, uh, of the plaintiffs or I guess uh, the people who raise these red flags. Like it's obviously there's male on male sexual violence. But when we're talking about college situations, it's a majority female. I can't remember the number. And it's a difference between violence and and, and like just uh, like the way they got it listed. But that's the thing. On college campuses. Parts of this, I think, are fair. Like yeah. parts of this, I think, are kind of important because we. We talk so much about like the consequences of accusations during the Kavanaugh situation. Yeah, there are a lot of consequences of being accused of something outside of legal. Legal is a long, slow process. We know public opinion is much swifter. People fire you, pull yes. your this, pull your that. It doesn't even matter what we can find out, what we can't find out. If you're accused of it, people just tend to cut their ties with you. So, as a student, uh, that's what usually seems to happen. Like you're suspended, you're expelled. Well, there's a lot more. There's a million consequences. Like I didn't realize there was a um. Because I was on it. There's a judicial board on college campuses that I ended up being pulled on because I was working downstairs. And there's a whole nother system that happens mm-hmm. in cases that you never even know that make it to the college paper or anything. Because I remember there's one of uh, one case because there's three faculty members and like three students. And mm-hmm. we collectively decided the fate of these kids. And there was one case there was a black athlete and a white female. And I was like, I didn't know this stuff is going on our campus, let alone the fact that we're deciding how this, this happened. Yeah. So I get this from both sides, but at the same token, again, the thing that made me nervous was the fact that a lot of frat houses are not on campus, and a lot of this stuff does. What happens in frat houses does not need to just stay in frat houses. Sometimes it goes overboard. Well, you're keeping it singular to just frat houses. I know, and there are other well, stuff too, but... I mean, it, I can name... At least 15 cases over the last 30 years where this happened. Most notably, the guy that just got out of jail, what, two years ago, got locked up in 1987, was a NFL prospect coming out of high school, had had, had uh, a full ride. I think he was going to LSU or all, one of those schools, had the, the full ride. And on the road, he was getting it in with this girl. And she said that he raped her. No evidence. Locked him up. He just now getting out of jail. Lost his whole, I'm talking about career, money. And then when he got out of jail, they just gave him $15 million. Like, my fault. Oh, yeah. Here you go, my fault. You can't just my fault. Like, that's what it's turning into. Like, you can't lock somebody up. Because now it's just like, now we're just going to ridicule you and public opinion going to do it for us. I'm, we we are living in a time where like not just too long ago you lose your freedom and then when you get out and they they realize that they don't have no no case oh my fault like yeah. you just lost fifteen yeah my fault it's so like it's, yeah it's it's, it's it depends it's on who nasty. you ask well, and even you know to your point even if they don't 
spend time in jail or in prison, you still, like you said, have public opinion. Mm -hmm. You know, so even if he didn't go to prison, he still, he wouldn't have gotten a job. He wouldn't have gone to school on that scholarship. Mm -hmm. So either way, and but... Not that going to prison helped, but he wouldn't have gotten the fifteen million. Had yeah, I'm about to say because one time they was <laughs> like, "Sorry, <laughs> yeah. right, figure it out." Yeah, Lisa was like, "Hey, go fifteen million. You know, we right. try a little something." And had he been had this been tried by public opinion, he wouldn't have gotten fifteen million at all. I was yeah. gonna say, yeah. and that's that's like a rare case because yeah. a lot yeah. of them don't get the check right. like yeah. that. Like in the traditional justice system, even when people are found innocent, they may get half a million or a million dollars, a little check or something, yeah, yeah. a little hit, and a little that's spot, that's what decades. Okay, so I guess the question in this in this scenario is: Should let Legislation be geared toward the victims or the the people who are committing the crimes. In, in this particular case, like because the presumption the, of the Obamas was apparently geared to the victims. Hers is be, is geared more to the other side. So where should legislation fall on these kinds of? Well, the problem is, is that situation? when you have someone who's accused, in this case, that gentleman was a victim. Yeah, you know, so you have to gear it towards both. And what she's saying is, you know, and I haven't read everything, and I can't say that I agree or disagree. But what she's saying is, she wants it to be balanced and she wants it to be fair. But because it does have to be, you do have a lot of people who are accused of things and lose their life, yeah. you know, because they didn't have the representation. Schools are defending the victims because they're defending their names. They're not defending the accused. Right. They don't want to associate themselves with the accused. Right. But at but times you may need to. And that's yeah. one of the things that she's proposing at the schools also you go ahead and give that legal assistance to the accused as well and then let the court settle it. Yeah, and th- that's what I think she's really doing is, and that's a really good point. I feel like she's more pushing this towards the middle. I don't think she's pushing it towards one side. I think she's pulling it back from one side. Because right. the way that the law works in, in the land, like a criminal court, is that you're innocent until proven guilty. So you are supposed to, like the, the way that everything was laid out, we really believed it was more important to make sure that people don't end up behind bars for things they didn't do than it is that sometimes bad things will happen to good people. We felt it was more important to protect people's liberty. And I feel like that's the only way that you can do it is to make sure that, you know, people aren't going through a court process without having been tried in an actual court. So in these fraternities, it's probably just going to be the same matter that it would be in any other situation. It would become call call the police. It would be dealt with as a police matter, like a criminal matter, rather than a university matter. But there are parts of this I do agree with, and I haven't read the entire thing. Um, her entire draft is available, but a piece of this is that it's changing what's considered inappropriate behavior. So it's about defining sexual assault to exclude certain behaviors. One of those behaviors is unwanted jokes flirting, quote-unquote, which, again, is, is going to be jokes or verbal. Um, what else was on here? I don't know about the exposure piece because I know that that is criminal. No, but that, that was just what they were saying, like, what is the what is defined as sexual yeah, assault? Yeah, and I think there's something to that, to the idea that jokes, unwanted jokes, or flirting, or even coming on to someone can be considered sexual. Assault is a strong word. Like, assault yeah. to me means, like, battery, violence, harm. And, and it's so, something that you can't get away from. If someone makes right. a joke, you can walk away. Right. You know, when you're being assaulted, it's something you're in a situation that you cannot escape from. Yeah. You know, so you, there is a big difference. Yeah, yeah. and even, even before harassment, like, I think harassment is another thing. Harassment to me is, is a little bit like recurring. Like it's a situation of something not going away per se, rather than something just being, you know, a flirter on one a joke. We talked about like a CNN commentator before at Paris Denard, I think, who was working at a school and asked a couple of women out and uh, was fired for it because they considered that sexual harassment. But like, he was hey, asking women out. Date yeah, and there was no evidence he did anything else. They probably um, found him unattractive and he was a nuisance. But so it wasn't. It's, 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 it's because like it's, it's becoming we where you gotta separate this. Yeah, so yeah. harassment, assault, and then violence. So like if you view harassment as a violent crime, yeah. like you tripping. I can lose my whole livelihood mm-hmm. because you 
Yo, ma, you bad. Like, uh-uh, that's harassment. <laughs> like, now I done lost my... But, like I said before, like, it's creating an environment where men are becoming afraid to talk to women. Yeah. And I'm starting... I be President seeing Trump it, like, on that, social. Yeah. I be seeing that on social media, like, she's be like, dang, like, why these dudes don't want to talk? Because he's scared he going to go to jail. Because if he ugly... Because I'm... You... And you probably remember, like, we... Back in the day, when it, when she, don't, hey yo, what's up, you, uh, uh-uh, uh, you ugly, man, you, y'all ain't want to talk to you anyway. But it get way yeah. more disgusting than that. Now you get but the you long remember ball. that. Right. Now was like, uh, uh-uh, he got rasped, he assaulted me, assault. You know what I mean? Like, like, like come on, yeah. bro, I was just trying to get the normal. Your phone <laughs> off anyway. Like, anyway, you can't you know, even on, do okay. that. On that note. <laughs> RBNX Radio.